and welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast talking about entertainment, news, and reviews. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Batman. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, and tell a friend. Yeah, tell a friend about us. Don't. Doesn't matter. I, at this point, don't. It's just part of our routine. Yep. Just ignore us. It's a habit. Matt, what you been up to? Not a whole lot. Oh. Although September 22nd has passed, so you know what that means. Oh, you've read the uh, 300 and V for Vendetta. No. Yeah. Those two. What? <laughs> Watchmen, right? No, that's October oh. 12th. Oh, what? Yeah, October 12th is Watchmen Day. What'd you read? Lord of the Rings. Started oh. Started Lord of the Rings. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of Lord of the Rings to be read. Yeah, September 22nd is Frodo and Bilbo's birthday, and the first chapter is the long-expected party. So, had to start reading Lord of the Rings. Yeah. How that's... far are you? Um, You're like, I am halfway through Return of the King. <laughs> <laughs> New. Haven't had the time to keep up with that. Um, um, About 100 pages in. Um, So good, you guys. <laughs> so gotta, good gotta get to it yep um yeah i'll let you know again at the end mm-hmm. i'm thinking maybe what i do is i alternate one year in the fall i read lord of the rings one year in the fall i read watchman fever vendetta that's pretty smart yeah it's a lot to read in the fall months <laughs> yeah because the problem well the problem the big hiccup would be i have to then finish lord of the rings by october 12th and you have would that be 8 12 so about 20 days about 20 days yeah oh come on you can do it i mean when i was in middle school i started the year reading the entire trilogy every weekend i did that for about a month but now you have two jobs and a marriage in a month less than a month at this day yep come on just get rid of one of them sorry hannah lord of the rings (laughs) comes first (laughs) (laughs) oh capitalism (laughs) uh yeah what do you like what what makes you say the lord of the rings is so good like what if someone had to ask you to succinctly and quickly say why is lord of the rings the book good go First Um, hundred pages like specifically what you've read okay the first hundred pages is just so human you know it's just the hobbits wandering around the shire and Mm -hmm. they're they're full of life and they're vibrant characters and um it's the the world building is really well it just it feels like the english countryside Mm -hmm. but then there's black riders chasing them and you get that little element of like there's a much bigger world here yeah and we're just sort of scratching the surface and it's it's really cool to see these really human characters like they feel like your your friends and your next door neighbors yeah. starting to venture out into this bigger, more mythological world. Um, the writing is very beautiful. Um, he starts out the first chapter is like very much the Hobbit kind of tongue in cheek, wink and a nod. Mm-hmm. Um, Bilbo gave out gifts to all and sundry. The latter were those who went out by the back gate and then came back in by the front so they could get another gift. <laughs> <laughs> Not the exact turn of phrase. He does a little more poetically right. than that, but yeah. you get the effect. Yeah. Very humorous. And then um, he kind of is starting to ease out of that. That's what these first few chapters are easing mm-hmm. out of the lighthearted Hobbit sensibility into there's a much bigger and darker world out there yeah. behind the borders of the Shire. All right. I dig it. Yeah. Is that all you've been doing? No, not entirely. Um, okay. I haven't been watching a lot on my own, but uh, Hannah finished That's So Raven, 
Um, oh, she's been watching that so Raven. What's with her on this Disney kick? Uh, it's just like a nice nostalgia thing. And so, you know, and she's really stressed out from busy season, mm. uh, especially. It's just good. Shut like, your brain off and go into that girl's eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get some good background noise for half an hour yeah. at the end of the day just to kind of decompress a little bit. Um, the last couple seasons of That's So Raven are really bad. Mm. Just unpleasant. You haven't talked about it yet i don't think so i mean i might have talked about it when we start the first season's pretty good okay um it's it's funny it's quippy um it doesn't overuse its formula and it throws some interesting twists in it Mm. um not perfect but it's a you know it's golden era of disney tv and it it's right up there um the last couple seasons everyone is flanderized which i really like that that turn of phrase did you um, not know about that phrase no i didn't you didn't know oh, i wasn't man. aware i love that phrase it is used it, it's it's such a good like it's a good tool to have to describe a very common phenomenon yeah yep raven starts screaming her um kind of in the first couple seasons her friend is occasionally dumb or situationally situationally unaware but she has some bright ideas and she mm-hmm. feels like a person and then she's just a ditz, a total ditz yeah. in the last couple of seasons. I remember and, I watched that show. Yeah. That was one of those shows that, um, I Disney channel was my third channel. Mm-hmm. Um, Nickelodeon was my first. If there was nothing good going on that, I'd go to uh, cartoon network. And mm-hmm. if there was nothing good on that, then I go to Disney channel. I was lucky in Georgia with our service. It was channels 63, 62 and 64. So it was not hard to get between the three. Makes it easy. Um, and Raven was one of those ones that, like, I actually liked when mm-hmm. I resorted to Disney because, like, that's just like, I guess I'm on Disney. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, that was one I actually enjoyed watching. And mm-hmm. I, I do very much remember. I obviously didn't pick up on it very clearly, yeah. that difference. But um, there were some times where I was like, oh, I like this. What's her name? Chelsea. Chelsea. I was like, I like Chelsea. And then there was other episodes where I'm like, she is a hindrance on this plot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, so that's so Raven, um, and so she has then just over the past week or two started Wizards of Waverly Place with <gasps> young Selena show. Gomez. I'm really digging it. That's a good it's, show. Uh, it's sassy and quippy, and yep. I don't know what Selena Gomez as an actress was to work like. I'm sure she's very pleasant in real life, but she must have been a little brat on the on the set or something because they keep picking on her they'll like spill stuff on her or dump stuff on her there's an episode (laughs) where um the they make her head they blow up her head and it's it's a really weird effect and it's early 2000s effect but it's really funny yeah um but yeah they're having a lot of fun they can explore a lot of different worlds and ideas with the magical element dude the ending of that show it's one of the only disney shows that i can think of that um one of the few i can think of a few other mm-hmm. ones um that end like have a concrete end like mm-hmm. there has been a thing that they have been progressing to and then this is like a big thing and it's like, like mm-hmm. makes sense with the world um and i it left me feeling sad but satisfied when mm-hmm. i watched it um uh, and i think it's a movie i think okay. it's like they ended it with a movie i could see it yeah but yeah uh how many seasons is she just in the first season right now yeah we're like 10 episodes in gotcha i remember that show good show yeah have you uh have you had the hat song yet between her and oh Harper? yeah What's that a hat <laughs> crazy oh shit uh oh crazy, no messy. i used to, uh, it's like crazy stupid wonky something yep um 
thought we wouldn't notice. Uh, we did. What's it? Uh, hair <laughs> unsightly. Uh, trying to look like Kira Knightley. We've been there. We've done that. We see through your funky hat. And like that, yes, it's, it's, it's just the way they bust it out in yeah, rhythm. It's all the time. So, <laughs> it's great. It's such a like middle school girl thing to do too. Yeah. And yeah, it works really well. Mm-hmm. Yep. I hope that one doesn't get bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't hope not. Remember if it does, we'll find out. Anything else? Um, I played in another chess tournament. Oh, yeah, you did. I remember you doing that or hearing you did that from Hannah. Oh. When did she tell you about that? Tame and hung out with us for something. Oh, that was a different one. That was a while oh, okay. ago. Oh. Yeah, I just played one this past weekend. Yeah. Win? Yep. Nice. Did you like win win or were you just yep. like in the... Oh, you like first place? Yep. Did you make money? Yep. Nice. 200 bucks did you how much did it cost to go into it uh it's like a 25 dollar entry fee and it was just in oklahoma city all right it's an eight times uh 800 turn back yeah turn back that's a word phrase yep that's a word phrase wow yep. i'm on it <laughs> <laughs> nailing it <laughs> yeah uh there wasn't a ton of competition um there were a couple of players that were about 100 rating points lower than me and then a few that were quite a bit lower than that what'd you learn about your ability or what'd you learn about something that you can improve on um i figured (laughs) i figured out a particular um important defensive nuance in one of the openings that i play okay um and i got to test out a new opening that i hadn't played yet um admittedly against not spectacular competition right i mean that's where you like practice yeah make a mistake because you can Mm -hmm. steamroll them later if you need (laughs) yeah and i wiped them off the board in 22 moves nice so that one felt pretty good um it was a faster time control, and I thought I did a very good job of staying in rhythm with that, um, not getting too low on time. Um, generally, I just I felt pretty good about the way I was playing nice. for the most part. Um, but sometimes some you need those for the next boosts. one. Yeah, confidence boosts. Yep. I'm having alcohol now, so yeah, it's all going downhill from yep. here. Yep. Yep. So yeah, got a. I'm the driver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I got a, another one next weekend. Um, longer two day. So, we'll see how that goes. Nice. Probably badly. They usually do. Yeah. I'll <laughs> be fine. Maybe. All right. Anyway. Oh, crap. What have I done? What have you done? What have I done? Uh, I, I decided going into this one that uh, I'm going to update on the things that I've been watching and doing because I'm doing a lot of stuff that are larger undertakings and can't really wait till oh, the end of it. Oh, I forgot. Oh. What if? I've been watching What If. Oh, yeah. I'm through, I believe there's only nine episodes. Yes. So I'm through the penultimate one. Oh, you're not caught up all the way. The ninth one hasn't come out yet. The last episode just came out. No, it didn't. Pretty sure it did. Next week. The episode I just watched was the one that came out this past Wednesday, and it definitely did not end the show. Oh. Oh, I thought it was done. No, no. Oh. Yeah. All right. They're kind of setting up for a big thing. Maybe I'll binge them all. I'm about to wrap up a big work thing where I'm going to have like nothing to do for a week. So sweet. Probably just uh, crank that out on a Tuesday. It's pretty good overall. And I don't think it's going to end up having any broader implications, but there's a non-zero chance it's going to have some broader implications. Um, They're doing some very interesting things. Um. They may have sneaked Galactus into it. Good. Potentially. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Carter texted me uh, 
a a reaction about it without giving any context but mm-hmm. like i pieced together what he was saying and theories i'd seen to know exactly what he was talking about and responded accordingly mm-hmm. uh, and i think he's picked up because he's done it multiple times where he just sends a reaction to something out of the blue without any context he just like mm-hmm. i've done it to you a couple times yeah, you do that very habitually um but i can always piece it together if someone sends it to me i'm mm-hmm. really confused and always for him i guess because he just he's been getting worse at it and worse at it but i always piece it together i think yep. he just knows that i'm a very observational person yeah uh ob- ob- observant yeah. sure two yeah homonyms uh nope homo synonyms who cares uh <laughs> i cares um so i i also made the comment and i was like is it anything that you think is gonna have an effect on the mcu and the movies and he's like probably not and i'm like cool then i can continue not care about it but like i don't know maybe i'll watch it it is good i know but i'm just so far behind and adhd just makes me not yeah. <laughs> want to try to catch yeah. up and there is an off chance that it will matter yeah i feel like of any of the shows though this is the one that won't yeah who knows but i don't know watching the actual content it might end up mattering all right so my turn uh <laughs> so kaylin and i have been watching the americans yep um we have made it to we've made it to season three we're halfway through season three maybe i'll start that holy shit it's so good oh my god like it just it's an espionage show mm-hmm. where you have two characters who are operating with and it's not like um tinker taylor where it's an espion a proper espionage movie like this mm-hmm. is a proper espionage show like i i put this up there with tinker taylor where wow. everything is espionage everything's about information and specifically targeted ideas in mm-hmm. places and like you doing actions that like are like intended to have mm-hmm. consequences that you want to watch stuff like that it's super cool okay um and it, it, contrast to Tinker Taylor, where all of the main characters are on the same page trying to find mm-hmm. a thing, this is two characters with like two side characters amid a cast of about twenty characters who are working against all of these people. Like mm-hmm. basically, it's like it's they're the only ones who know everything, mm-hmm. and it's so cool to watch how they're interacting and how it's. So um, I kind of equated it when I was talking to Kalen about it to um uh man in the high castle okay except you know better in the (laughs) sense of it's you have three clusters of people for a plot thread like there are three Mm -hmm. plot threads and for the most part they stay separate they are like centered around a similar element or Mm -hmm. they're centered around different elements but they will collide at the end of the season okay. in an interesting way. And it does such a great job of following these characters in ways that they would actually do things. And like it, it's how their personal lives intersect with their professional lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause it's all espionage spy stuff. Right. So obviously the parents can't tell their kids about anything. They have two children. Mm-hmm. Um, their kids don't know that they are Russian spies. That's the whole thing. Um, the FBI agent, can't tell his wife about anything and so his marriage falls apart in the first two seasons and now Mm -hmm. he's in third season like it's it's and 
watching characters who are together on things for so long start to fall apart from threads or seeds that have been planted from the beginning and it's just watching that get capitalized on and mm-hmm. i know that the show is only good from like to the end so i'm just like terrified and excited to watch this thing develop mm-hmm. and it's just i things will come out like re- reveals people who you wouldn't expect to piece things together piece some things together and mm-hmm. confront characters but like it's not exactly the right thing they don't piece the entire thing together mm-hmm. it's just that something's not right and they confronted about it kaylin uh, we were watching and like it was just like a character asked another character who are you and i was just like oh shit oh shit like i can't like we're not on video anymore so like, right. my reaction i literally got up from the couch slowly and like hid behind the recliner while the scene was playing <laughs> out and like moved over to the wall and like leaned on the wall in some weird like it was like a like i was stressed mm-hmm. good <laughs> at this and it's just it's such a good show the rare occasion that i'm like annoyed at it is like when some exposition thing happens and exposition sure is, like it's an fx show it's a tv show it's yeah. like how like amc has a lot of good shows so it's like yeah. you're not surprised when they crank out another one yeah but like fx i don't know of any other shows that started on fx archer oh i haven't seen archer so i don't know archer's apparently really solid i know first four seasons okay. of show are really good <laughs> but it's just it's so good um the idea for a plot i had of uh a deep cover agent mm-hmm. um getting like orders so uh like a sleeper agent that gets orders but then like um, like kind of defects it kind of follows them trying to decide if they want to defect mm-hmm. and i remember way back when you like when i men- mentioned that idea you were like isn't that the plot of americans not at all okay <laughs> and Good. i was worried about that like i mean i'm not shitting on you i was mm-hmm. like i was going into it like I, expecting like yeah in the first season they're gonna defect no like there is tension there is like you can see sure um so the two main characters philip and elizabeth uh, both have their own ideas about Russia and what they're doing in their own history. And mm-hmm. um, you can see how the uh, um, like indoctrination plays into their different roles, like in the, into the two of them differently based on what happens and mm-hmm. like, or what had happened and what develops with their own lives. And like it, it one of the things that I, I, we will like about it is that it doesn't, so you have a male and a female who are spies. You would expect that Elizabeth, the female, has sex with a lot of people to get information. Mm-hmm. I would argue it's worse for Philip because things happen. Like he basically has to juggle like four relationships. <sighs> like he is. I don't know how much I want to spoil things. Like it's it does such a good job of putting them on an even playing field mm-hmm. of like doing very questionable things they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, for the most part, humanizes one over the other. The other one is kind of a little bit demonized Okay. until the rare occasion where it's just like brutally human. Okay. And you're just like, ah, I want to be annoyed at you, but like, oh my God, I am so like, it's like just mm-hmm. watching them go through a thing that they're having to do. Oh, it's so good. We've, we've cranked through this third season, yeah. like two episodes a night. <laughs> we're like, we started nice. on Sunday. We're halfway through like, cause they're like hour long episodes. Right. 
And so it's like, essentially, if you want to watch a movie or watch a couple episodes of this show, it's like mm-hmm. that. And it's just, it's so good. I love it so much. Um, it's really hard to, tangenting to my next Watchmen up to, it's Do really it. hard to be watching a show about Russians and like rooting for the Russians, essentially, mm-hmm. to reading a Lacare book that is about him actively going against the <laughs> Russians. And I'm like, wait, whose side am I on? Um, so I just got, I finished uh so tinker taylor soldier spy is in three parts um the honorable schoolboy is in two parts and i just finished the first part so i feel like i can talk about okay the first part please do uh essentially what this is about is george smiley uh georgie georgie uh, hello georgie has, oh god <laughs> uh at the end of the last book discovered who the mole is for a um it was the mole man all along it was the mole man uh for the guy named carla who it's not his actual name it's his like uh anonymous name he's yeah. the russian spy dude boris who, karlov Bo- karlov is that a person it's the actor who played the original frankenstein oh because it's very close to a character that is Huh. involved in <laughs> um, he also voiced uh the grinch in the grinchy stole christmas cartoon hmm. you're fact, a mean one mr grinch is the guy who sang that the same one that played the Grinch? i think so oh interesting anyway so he found the mole at the end of that mm-hmm. and so there's this carla guy who he wants to track down it's like the guy there's this dude in russia who keeps recruiting people very 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 good spies and planting them very deeply in all the other agencies like mm-hmm. intelligence agencies like i need to take this guy down smiley has a vendetta against this guy mm-hmm. um and he so, makes him very frowny makes him very, very smiley or george 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 frowny <laughs> i tried uh and so basically what happens is um in, at the, the the kickoff of honorable schoolboy is so we know this is the guy who was the 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 mole, mm-hmm. and so they're able to back. Uh, I can't remember that it's like back. Basically, look at him and look at the things he did, and then piece together like, oh, this is where they got he got his money, mm-hmm. and so it's called it's what they call the gold seam, and so they basically wanted to track the gold seam back to this bank account. They basically uh-huh. tracked. They found. From the mole, this big bank account of half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. And the the idea is like, we need to find out. Like, we know this is Carla's. Right. That Carla is putting money in it into it because of like the way they, they explain it. Right. And we need to know who this is for, what this is for, because there have been zero withdrawals from it. Mm-hmm. Like, why is this here? Who's like, what's and all this stuff. And so they have this, uh, uh, agent Jerry Westerby, who actually appears in Tinker Taylor oh. like, for a a minute, yeah. <laughs> like he's just barely there, um, to go to Hong Kong. the The bank is in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. where the where the account is, to figure this stuff out. Um, and it does such a cool job of like elaborating on the ideas that he that he seeded in Tinker Taylor. 
such as like burning a contact. So you have mm-hmm. this guy who exists in a place like, so when you're an agent and you go to that place, you can like work with this person, mm-hmm. um, whether or not they know if you're, mostly they don't know you're a spy. Right. Um, uh, but sometimes getting information from this person is so important. You can't try to be subtle about it. You need to burn them and you need to just blackmail them. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, they're going to go and do something like it's risky to do this. You don't know if you're going to walk out of that building alive. Yeah. Um, and so, but like in Tinker Taylor, they just mentioned burning occasionally like, Oh, this person burned this contact or whatever. Um, you get to watch Jerry do this to a person. And then at the end is when you discover that that's what burning is. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like, ah, oh, burning is a risky thing. I'm like, Oh, and so it's such a cool thing to like, watch these stories be told to give context to what I've read before. Yeah. And so you find the character that it it is tied to. And then over the course of like the rest of the first half or yeah, first half of the book, um, it's piecing together a lot of things because you have this character like, ah, this guy is the name on the bank. And okay. So this guy was tied to this person and this person. And then you get this whole cast of like, not necessarily, I don't know if like suspects is the right word, but names that are involved in something and you need to figure yeah. it out. And they kind of... Persons of interest. Persons, exactly. Yes. Persons of interest. Um, and so it goes back to uh, Smiley and uh, basically this is something that was so cool to me to experience, experience read. Uh, it was like we don't know what we're going to do. Like, we don't really have a way forward. Like there's mm-hmm. just all these things, like we don't know what's going on. And so the second part, I'm not really spoiling things because there's a lot that I have not oh, yeah. explained. Um, they decide to do what one of the agents uh, calls shaking the tree. And basically <laughs> like, so they have this person, main person of interest that they're interested in. And they're just going to like, normally, you know, as spies, you, if you're, keeping tabs on somebody or like trying to figure out what's Mm -hmm. going on. You don't want them to know. Right. We will let him know. (laughs) And so basically they send the agent to just go a bunch of like, ask a bunch of loud and very pointed questions (laughs) to people close to this guy (laughs) to see what he does. And it was just like, that chapter was so fun to read because Mm -hmm. he was just like, he was talking to one person who's like, ah, this person will be like good to get information to him. Mm Mm-hmm the dude's right hand man walks in and like the page of like him just like playing through this in his head. It's like, this is a fantastic like turn of events. Mm-hmm. Like it was so funny. I, I don't know. Like <laughs> you mentioned the, um, the way that Tolkien described like mm-hmm. the latter of which guy came, came back. Yep. It was like that kind of humor. Like it's British humor. Yeah. Cause Lakari is British. Yep. French British. <laughs> his name's French. He's yep. British. Yeah. Uh, it was like that kind of stuff. And it's just, I, I don't know if it's because I don't know how this book is going to turn out compared to Tinker Taylor. Mm-hmm. I feel like I like this book more. Okay. But I don't know. I, again, I don't know if it's because I knew how that book was going to turn out. And this is just a ride for me. Like these are new characters, new developments. Um, or also if like, it's that, it took me a book to really understand Lacare's writing style and really get into like his characters' minds necessarily and like mm-hmm. uh like experiencing the book 
like reading the yeah. book rather than like getting accustomed to reading. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's kind of what I felt like with the first half of Tinker Taylor was like, I was trying to get accustomed to the way he writes right. and his 30% usage of commas. <laughs> and, uh, and, but like this one is just like, I'm on board 100% and I'm like, I just, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'm reading a chapter a night, which is typically these, these are mm-hmm. longer chapters. Right. So it's, I think there's like, it's 600 pages and I think there's 14 chapters. That's a hefty rate right there. It's a hefty rate. It's like 40 some pages a chapter. It's about 40 pages a chapter. And like, I, it I, takes me about an hour to read. I'm a slow reader. Yeah. Um, but like I, it's I mean, 40 I, pages is an hour is respectable. Is it? Yeah. If I'm, I might be slower. <laughs> I might be slower than I might have the wrong number of chap or number of chapters. Like mm. I feel like, if you're saying what my reading rate is respectable, then uh, I gave you the wrong numbers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, I'm I'm a slow reader. But the fact that I'm reading for a long period of time, it's not mm-hmm. just like oh, I'm going to go to bed and rest. Like, right. I, this isn't the first book this happened. When I was really getting into Mistborn, I was 100 percent in it. Same, mm-hmm. obviously, with Dune. Yeah. <laughs> As I talk, go listen to what yes. episode like nine one ninety seven. Uh. Yeah. Yeah uh eight 198 yep um but it's just tell that story so beautifully it's It's a good episode oh thank you i like telling stories (laughs) (laughs) uh it's just it's such a good book like i and i i don't know what's going to happen Mm -hmm. going forward because it's i mean it's it i'm in the same mindset as smiley where it's like i don't know what's gonna happen like i just finished the chapter where they shook the tree Mm -hmm. and it's like the chapter where they're after that and it's just like we have no idea what's going on in the that dude's realm Uh if people are saying things and it's basically just jerry westerby uh sleeping in hotels and sleeping and like paying prostitutes sleeps with a lot of people uh (laughs) good lad that westerby um thank god it doesn't do uh good old ian fleming sex scenes it's yeah. just like it just implies that they had sex the night before mm-hmm. <laughs> um or george R. R. martin sex scenes oh yeah i've not read those yeah hope, hope he, to... he gets real gratuitous yeah it's kind of fun um but it's just it's it, it's so good i something that i've thought about while reading these is so in tinker taylor the kind of kickoff scene i guess is the best way to put it series of chapters mm-hmm. uh is a man named ricky tar telling a story that kind of kicks off like oh we think there's a mole mm-hmm. and it's four chapters long like it's just him telling the story yeah and maybe once or twice a chapter smiley or uh lacan who's the minister of the like basically smiley's boss mm-hmm. uh uh speak up and ask a question but it's mostly just him explaining but also 40 percent of it is him taking a tangent and (laughs) it's like it's like while he's writing the story he's like in the mindset of these characters telling a story and allowing these tangents to happen Mm -hmm. like you will get i can i read the entire chapter basically of um the uh him shaking the tree telling a person specifically 
And by the end of it, and, and Lucari does a pretty decent job of essentially summing up the chapter mm-hmm. at the end. Um, he can pretty much sum it up in a few sentences of what happened and you basically get everything. All right. But like, it's still a journey because it's still like you, it, it's, it's, it's espionage. So like everything that a single person does, their body language, what they're saying, mm-hmm. what they look at, like you have the character who is the spy reading into that and understanding yep. it. So it's like, he'll say a couple paragraphs of dialogue and then it'll be like a couple pages of basically the fallout of that dialogue, mm-hmm. how this person is reacting, the questions they ask and him, like, I mean, the actual dialogue, but like right. it, it's, you get the, you get the, uh, omniscient, commentary uh-huh i think is the best way to put that yeah, yeah but through yeah. a character reading people's bio- dialogue mm-hmm. and i think that's something that i like about the uh espionage genre yeah because i am that kind of way i try to read into everyone's every single thing they do mm-hmm. uh i'm the obviously the anxious kind of person who asks right. everyone if they're okay all the time way too much um mm-hmm. uh, but i can also like I, like it that's the stuff that i enjoy I don't know if enjoy reading or enjoy doing. I mean, like it's like yeah. reading people's body language and stuff, but it's cool to watch that happening, but through practiced eyes. Yeah. Uh, not just a person who's writing a person who's practiced, but also a person who was in this right career and is practiced and can know these kinds of tells and stuff and applies that. Yeah. To it. And so narratively. wonder if that was one of the things he liked about Dune. Because they do a Maybe. little bit of that, yeah, the, a lot reading of the, people the, and the like, the little subtleties in the language and yeah, things. Yeah, like he really because it's essentially the force. Yep. Um. Yeah. Maybe I I genuinely did really like that aspect of it, like mm-hmm. being able to like, um, I was like one was like senses a person's finger tense or something like that. Yeah. Like it's something so gen like just tiny like that. I'm like, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> um, it's very satisfying to read. Yeah. So that's. Man, you did a good job selling that. I should, I should get those. It's, it's good. I, uh, I'm excited to read Smiley's People, which is the third book of the Carla trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how this is going to turn out with his pursuit of Carla, because will he be smiley at the end or will he be frowny? Still? Oh, he'll definitely be frowny. He's always frowny. He's very. He's, I mean, yeah. I think that's the joke. It's like his name is Smiley, but he is just a miserable person all the time. <laughs> Grumpy little old man. Yeah, pottering about chasing yep. spies. Yep. <laughs> Um, cause like the first book is like at the end of it, he knows that Carla's a threat and knows like what he's doing at this point, but doesn't know who he is and what his like and how to bring him down. Right. I wonder if this book is like at the end of it is going to be like, oh, I know how to bring him down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have no idea how he's going to like pull that out through what, like, I mean, that's what he does is he like is able to like tell the foundation of the foundation of the foundation of the point of the book yeah for three quarters of the book and then we'll just really drill home the point of the book at the end yeah <laughs> um so i'm I, i'm excited to read i'm like I, i'm at a point with it that uh 
when Kalen comes home and like we want to spend time together, I'm like, can we read together? Because <laughs> um, she's like blitzing through books all the time. Basically, mm-hmm. it's like um, if we read together, I will read a chapter. She'll read a book. <laughs> um, in my defense, my books are much bigger than hers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I read big books. <laughs> um, I'm also a massively slower reader than she is. She trucks. I was once reading a page over her shoulder and I was halfway through and she flipped the page. And just, yep. I don't understand how you do this. Um, you turn off the little voice in your head that reads out loud. I I actually can kind of consciously, I've, I've become aware of that ability. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is if I'm not consciously reading, sometimes my ADHD can kick in and it will do the thing where like, you know, when you get to the end of a page and you're like, oh, I haven't read, like, I don't actually yeah. maintain it. Uh, I, about five pages can go by before I realize that. <laughs> like, I will literally be my, like thinking about something else yeah. and be five pages later. And I, I hate when that happens because it wastes time because my eyes move at the same rate. Yep. So it would have been about that amount of time to read that five pages, yeah. but I did not. <laughs> yeah. So I have to like. I have to really let myself sink in. Usually what I'll do is I um, play lo-fi hip hop with headphones on. Okay. And because I can like, it's not particularly narrative music. Uh, so it kind of just, it's like a drone, like white noise almost. Right. But like, it's still like relaxing because, mm-hmm. because of Dune, it is so closely related to just relaxing and reading and enjoy reading. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally, I've actually had this happen a couple times. Uh, one of the songs that like I note sometimes I'll be listening. I was like, oh, I kind of like really like the sound of this one. Will come on, but it's like one that happened when I noted it during Dune. Uh, and I'm just like reading spy stuff, and suddenly Dune like you are dim. <laughs> it's just, like, <laughs> spaceships and the Force and desert and stuff. Um, and talking three year olds. Uh, it's a weird book. It's, it's a weird book. <laughs> Um, so that's, that's the thing that I've been doing. Uh, I will update once I have finished the book and yep. I fully intend my next book to be Smiley's people so that I can finish a trilogy. boy, I need to finish a trilogy. Um, the other thing, last thing, mm-hmm. I feel like I've been talking for a while. You have been talking for a while, but you're uh, saying good stuff. So I'm going to allow it. We watched Hocus Pocus last night, October 1st. Oh. It's spooky season. I'd never seen it. The Heard original one? Yeah, like the Disney one from, mm-hmm. like, not Hocus Pocus 2, which apparently is a thing. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's a thing. It's a little bit of a joyride. <laughs> What's the story? I don't, I'm not really aware of... I oh, mean, you've I'm not a, watched it? I'm aware of it, but oh. I, haven't, I haven't watched it. I don't really know what the deal is with it. So, a long time ago, 300 years ago, there were these three witches in Salem, Massachusetts. Bad time and place to Bad be a witch. Bad time to be a witch. <laughs> Bad, yep, time and place. Um, and they get hanged. Oh Classic. no! But they're like, we vow revenge. And then there's this one guy who, uh, before they died, saw them, and they're like, we're gonna turn you into a cat. Sure, and he did. Uh, this is a Disney movie, mind you, but like, it's a '90s Disney movie. Okay, and so they, they get can away get with away with. They got away with stuff. And oh, yeah. so basically, what happens is like there's some there's some real good innuendos in like early that's so raven. There's and not even innuendos weird. in this one. Oh, like, it's just like so. So they that's the first like fifth, ten, fifteen minutes of the movie uh, is that happening, and then it cuts to present day, present day meaning thirty years ago. Um, and yep, 
Whoa, that was horrifying. Yep. Yep, this came out in 93, so this was 28 years ago. Yikes. We're old. Uh, and so, like, it's Halloween there, and they know, like, they tell, the teacher tells the story of these three witches. They know of these witches. Of course. There's uh, the main character who's from California. He's L.A. And uh, he's just like, I don't believe any of this crap. Like, I don't believe in <laughs> Halloween, which um, I don't know if. I know. I was like, you get sort of the super religious people that are like, oh, it's satanic. But he's just like, I don't believe in this. Like, like the people of Salem actually believe that these. I mean, well, they did because I guess that's the thing. Right. But he's like, ah, they didn't happen. Um, and the curse thing that happens is the way for them to come back and get their revenge mm-hmm. is a virgin needs to light a certain candle in their house okay and he is a virgin (laughs) and lights the candle california boy the loser and the whole movie is like i mean the the movie is like is him and the girl he has a crush on and his little sister Mm -hmm. uh trying to destroy or kill or defeat whatever you want to call it right the three witches um and they are just ruthless at like making fun of him for being a virgin (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like they say it so venomously sometimes where he's just like, Oh, it had to be lit by a virgin. You're a virgin. You little virgin bitch. <laughs> it's just like, like, and at, at the end of it, it's just like, uh, like there's a very clear, it's like, Oh, I hope to not be a virgin anymore. And like looks at the girl and it's just like, my God. Disney. <laughs> and it's like, and so that that was just like the whole time. I was like, man, the nineties. Boy, um, there are some things where I was like, I was like nitpicking it in my head, but sure. Jalen really wanted to watch it, so I was keeping it in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like one point towards the end, where she nitpicked one thing. I was like, oh, are we nitpicking? Can I go? <laughs> and she's like, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a it's a Disney movie, like Disney Channel movie, not Disney movie, yeah. Disney Channel movie. Yeah. So like, there's a ton of nitpicks. They're For like, sure. Um, why is every single parent in the town of Salem in this one building at the same time kind of for the same reason that all the Gotham police department officers are in the sewers at the exact same time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, and so like stuff like that, but I mean, it's enjoyable for the sake of Mm -hmm. like, I don't, you want to feel festive. They're not, there's not a whole lot of like festive Halloween movies. Yeah. There are a few. There are like the Halloween Town movies, sure. Which I still maintain. Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie. I agree. Um, thank you. According to Disney Plus, it is not because it's in the Halloween question or Halloween collection. That's okay. They can be wrong about that. Yeah. Well, they're wrong about a lot of things. Sometimes. Also, the genocide thing. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um. But you know, it's one of those festive ones. I heard a lot about it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like it's a costume people wear and stuff like that. Sure. So uh, it's hilarious that the uh, only notable actor is Jessica uh, Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker? Sarah Jessica Parker. There it is. Uh, And she's a ditzy side character, essentially. Fun. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, it's it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Watch it when you don't have anything better to watch and you want to watch a Halloween movie and don't feel like watching any other Halloween movies. Yeah. I mean, I mostly just watch horror movies for. That's true. That's the other thing is I wanted to watch like 
I want to watch my horror movies, but she doesn't like slashers. Yeah. She likes paranormal. That's a that's gonna be a oh that's gonna be a, a hindrance in our relationship forever. Yep. Well, I'll, I'll watch slashers with you. Thanks, bud. We should do a uh, slasher uh, marathon. Yeah. A whole bunch of buds. Yeah. Oh, we should do a slasher. Oh, uh, <gasps> uh, I guess we, we kind of know who survives in the classics, but there's a sure. I saw a drinking game where it's like um, you choose a person and there's like rewards for like when they die so like mm-hmm. you're rooting for your character to die first <laughs> um we should find a movie that a bunch of us haven't seen and do that yeah fun all right okay that's what i've been up to all right it's, it's a good stuff right there it's good stuff yeah. don't know if i'll be up to much by the next time ah, who knows maybe we'll have seen venom in no time to die that's true well well shall we we shall thanks everyone for listening uh, you can find this podcast on iTunes and Spotify and Podbean and iHeartRadio. And now that I don't have the SoundCloud in there, because we're no longer on SoundCloud, I really get out of my rhythm there. I can't remember yeah. like exactly what the order is, and I think I've done a different order every time. Uh, we're sort of on social media. The accounts still exist. Yep. There won't be a lot of presence there for the time being, but we'll be building towards some more content-heavy Fun little series that's up and down the road. We've got some plans, um, laid some groundwork. We're going to talk about it after this. We're going to talk about it a little we bit have after made this. The active decision to talk about our series mm-hmm. every time we record, so that we do not let this fade away. Yep, we'll have some some disciplined conversation there. It'll be good. It'll be fun. Um, yeah. So keep an eye out for that stuff. Uh, just go ahead and follow our social media as long as you're there. Won't be anything for a little bit, but. Just to I might post burner. some stuff on stories mm-hmm. on the Instagram. Yeah. Just like some little updates of like what I've been up to. I'm going to review No Time to Die. Are you? I'm probably not going to review No Time I to Die. I want a smash cut of every time that you said you were going <laughs> to review something. I was going to look at the camera, but it's not there. <laughs> it's not there anymore. <laughs> it's so empty in here now. Yeah. At Just Us Losers Pod. <laughs> <laughs> at Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Yeah, that's probably all I got. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.